Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nettling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring topics and guests that will empower you to become that confident leader and take your business and your life to the next level. Today, I have Kelly Majdan as my guest, and let me tell you about her background. So she is the best-selling author of Lessons from the Obstacle Course, Five Strategies to Conquer the Muddy Fields of Life. She is a speaker, a national board certified health and wellness coach who helps people plan for a life of wellness, longevity, and financial security. Who doesn't want that? Taking what she has learned on her own journey and leveraging her 25 years in finance, she helps individuals develop wellness strategy that optimizes their time, money, and resources so they can achieve the healthy life they desire without breaking the bank. Following her own wellness strategy, she's enabled her and her husband both over 50 to continue to participate in a few obstacle course races each year with their two children. When not playing in the mud, she can be found relaxing at home with their two massive dogs and very spoiled cat. Today, I thought a great theme would be being your own health detective. Please join me in welcoming Kelly Majdan. Kelly, such a nice background. I love that uh, the whole thing of um, making sure you live a life, a long life that is one that is fulfilling. Uh, there are so many people that they strive to live long, but they don't take care of their health and their wellness. Oh, yeah. um, and then they find that their last chapter is not one that's very fun. Yes. They do. They do. It's a pleasure to be here with you. So glad we, we got all connected and everything. It is, it's true. And it's, it's really, it's very kind of sad. And I think many of us have probably watched our parents. I know I'm, I'm fortunate enough to still have uh, my father around and my husband's father around and they're in their eighties. But, you know, we watched his mother struggle towards the end of life with her health and dementia and, you know, you see also the struggles that they're going through and fortunate enough, they've both saved enough money that they're able to, you know, handle it. But, you know, when you're unhealthy in your later years, it also puts such a huge strain on your financial needs and being a retirement advisor, which is, I like to kind of joke around, say I'm a recovering financial advisor who'd spoke <laughs> most of my time in the retirement space, um, it's, you know, you just, you see this kind of trifecta of issues that can happen with folks. And uh, it just fueled my desire. I'm like, there's gotta be a way to be able to help a few, if not more, change the tide for themselves. 
Yeah. So we always start with an easy question, which is, where do you live? Share where, where you call home. So we call home uh, in a little town named Melissa outside of Dallas, Texas, just northeast of Dallas, Texas. So uh, love the little community here. It's a beautiful, it's a great area, and it's great to be back in Texas. Nice. All right. So, uh, you know, I, I can appreciate what you just said about your your in-laws as well as your parents. I have both my parents. Um, my dad is going to be 90 this year, and my mom is 86. But my mom is in a wheelchair, and she has poor health and is depressed often because of it. And, and you know, it's just very sad. <clears throat> the um, All my grandparents lived to be almost 100, except for my mom's <clears throat> dad, who fell downstairs. So that was oh, an no. untimely that was an untimely death, but, um, most of them, you know, still got around and did things. Um, even with my grandfather's, my dad's father's dementia, he still actually, uh, was ha happy <laughs> and he had <laughs> throat cancer, had this huge lump on his throat, but he, because of the dementia had no idea. Oh, and, um, so it's, it's kind of sad when your parents are no longer enjoying being around, you know, and that mm -hmm. affects everybody that cares for them, loves them. And, um, and even like the, her great grandbabies and things like that don't know the, the wonderful woman that we knew. And, uh, so it's, it's sad and it makes me more determined to be healthy. And that's yeah. why I wanted to have you on to talk about this health detective thing, because I think people just try to ignore mm -hmm. whenever things aren't going right. So what are the five strategies that people can tap into to really conquer any obstacles that are keeping them from having that health and wellness and financial stability? Well, that, that kind of like meshes into, that's an interesting way that you asked that question because that meshes into the book, which is a lot about overcoming obstacles in our mindset and can be very easily tied into your health as well and as well as your wealth because it's really a lot about how you approach your obstacles in life. So in the book, I go over five strategies which are called recovery and discovery, persistency, creativity, and collaboration. Mm -hmm. So uh, a lot, I've had a few people ask me, it's like, well, why did you start with recovery? I'm like, well, because one, there's a lot of us are recovering from something. Mm -hmm. And also when you are working hard, you need to build in recovery time to mm -hmm. allow your body to just reset. We know more and more now why it's important to do so. The, the book started off with a little bit about our journey that in their early 40s, my husband, we found out that my husband had what's called a pineal gland cystic mass sitting in the middle of his brain. And it was just causing all sorts of havoc to him. <laughs> and of course, being the Marine he was, it took him forever to even admit that there was something going wrong. And then once he finally admitted, it took me another year to even get him to go see the doctors so we can try to figure <laughs> out what was going on. So there's a little bit about being a health detective as well as being extremely persistent with your loved ones, especially when they won't yeah. do something for themselves. Um, Cause I kind of like the guy uh, we've been, we just, <clears throat> we just did our math and we're like, we've been together 33 years. So I kind of like to have him around a little bit longer, you know, I've kind of broken him in like him, you know? <laughs> 
So, but it turned out, like I said, he had this mass sitting in the middle of the brain, but the thing is, it doesn't stop there. Now the, the book, I don't go into this, but because this happened as I was writing the book, he, his double vision really wasn't going away. And he had the brain surgery back in 2014. And I finally said, okay, well, you're going to go find another doctor. We're going to go find another doctor. And I finally found another doctor and some things lead to one another. And we find out that he actually, part of what was causing the double vision was not just the cyst, which could have killed him. So we had to get it out, but is what he has is called, it's, an, uh, neuro, it's a neuromuscular autoimmune issue called Lambert-Eaton myasthenic syndrome. Oh. And so it's basically, if you, I think the best way to just describe this, and this is what was kind of throwing us off a little bit as well too, was because we do work out quite a bit. We do, we, the goal for us is keep our health is to, is, is, uh, we do a lot of weight training. We do a lot of working out for the, for these obstacle courses and we were masking it because what this, it, it's in the MS category. And what happens is like, if you think of three sets of 10 of bicep curls, and you're doing a relatively tough weight. Well, your first one, you're like, okay, this is not too bad. I got this. I got this. Second one gets a little bit heavier. And by the third one, you're like, oh, right. If you, if you've mm -hmm. like picked a challenging weight. Well, for my husband, his first one was, uh, because his muscles weren't getting the message to fire. Oh. Then the second one was getting better. And then the third one, he's like, I could do this all day. Like, it was just really kind of bizarre. So when I talk about being your own health detective, it really is, it's that it's tapping into that gut feeling. It's allowing others to push if they need to push you, because we are really like our own worst enemy when it comes to taking care of ourselves. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's just being persistent. And I know doctors mean well, they really do. Uh, and I know they hate it when we do uh, go out and do our web search and find our doctor internet, uh, but sometimes they don't know all and mm -hmm. you can very respectfully keep pushing forward and saying, you know, this just, this just isn't right. And I really do need to just, we really do need to figure it out. And what we ended up doing because, and this is just a little hint for folks as well, too, if you've got the wherewithal um, is uh, I would call when I, when I was trying to get the answer and trying to get in to see some of these doctors, we didn't go through our primary. Instead, I would call the doctor directly and say, I'm a cash pay. I need you to see my husband. And they, they're not going to turn you away if you're a cash pay. Like you don't have to have a referral if you're a cash yeah. pay. So, and then we just reconciled with our insurance later on, but just a hint to some folks, if you still feel like you're just not getting where you're going and where you want to go, uh, be willing to put out a little bit of money. It wasn't too bad, but it would definitely was well worth it because now we know, and mm. now he's on a medication that's totally helping him. Uh, and, and believe me, we're ones to try to avoid medication as much as possible, but unfortunately yeah. this is something he's going to, there's no cure. So mm -hmm. It's between doing what we're doing physically and then supporting with one medication that's, that is definitely helping him. That's awesome. And I think too, um, you know, not your primary care, there's so many things that could go wrong with you that they can't know it all. Right. And, and, yep. um, and, you know, I also think that I love that whenever you get a, an advocate, um, you know, a specialist that all they really do, they know medical stuff and they, 
listen to all the different doctors you have and kind of quarterback the situation. And if your health is failing and you have a number of things wrong, it really helps to have that person that understands things that is maybe more objective um, than you or your doctor might be because they're looking at it from a different perspective or light. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just have that health advocate in your corner. And sometimes mm-hmm. if you, if you don't have one, you just need to be it for yourself uh, yeah. and yeah. keep just, I don't know. We got to remember that our gut is really our first brain, not our second brain sometimes. And yeah. you really just need to listen to your intuition and your gut. Yeah, for sure. So what made you leap <laughs> after <laughs> 25 years, I guess, um, in the financial services to do what you're doing today. Partly was our own health journey. I mean, we have been working through and figuring it out, uh, our own, you know, we had kids later in life. So people always joke that, you know, we're, we're older parents and, uh, working in, I worked with corporate 401k plans as a fiduciary advisor. Basically I helped plans set up their, set up their 401k plans. And then I also spent a lot of time doing education and coaching individually with participants. And as I sit down with folks, there's always two things as we kind of touched on the very beginning that are going to have to have a negative impact in their later years. And it's their health and their wealth. What are they building up? So I, I kept thinking there's gotta be a way to help people on both sides And so I'm actually not a financial planner. Uh, I work with a lot of great financial planners. I actually left the industry in that context. I went back to school to to get my certification. I'm a national board certified health and wellness coach because I really wanted to make sure I knew all the rounds because I was going into a new new world. But what really we've discovered, what I've discovered as I look at this is that we make a plan for our finances, right? Well, most of us do. Some of us do. Actually, 33% of the people do. I really can't say most of us do. But when you do make a plan for your finances, things go much better. And I was, as you work through our wellness, well, we don't really make a plan for our wellness. And Mm. it was really kind of an aha moment to me in that respect. So I left because I've got, we've got to find a way to marry these two together and to work on these together. And it's so expensive later on if you don't have your health and it puts an even greater strain on the wealth that you have accumulated. Now, what's interesting though, if you have your health and you maybe don't have as much wealth, well, you're still in a better situation Mm -hmm. because you, you can still, I know the four letter word, nobody wants to hear it work, right? You don't necessarily have to do that later on. However, if you have your health, you have a little, you, you have more options. Mm -hmm. You're not, you're not constrained. You're not as worried. You have more flexibility. And so I went back and have created this plan for folks because I want them to have more flexibility and more options and enjoy your life. Yeah, Like you were saying, it was beautiful. You said about your, about your grandfather, um, and, and in a way, maybe that was the, that was the blessing of dementia that he didn't realize what was going on with his throat cancer, Mm -hmm. but it's still, I mean, there's, we are all living longer. And especially if you have kids later, like I did the math one time, I had my daughter when I was 35. If she waits till she has her, her kids 
to 35. That puts me at 70. What kind of 70 year old do I want to be? Yeah. And I choose to be the fun one wanting to run around with the kids and do everything and do all the crazy <laughs> things that I want to be able to do. Um, I want to be, I seriously, I'm going to be 80 years old or 90 and still out there on the obstacle courses just because I can. Yeah. So you, you were very much in the same like, uh, or mindset. Whenever I was in my late fifties, I, uh, my daughter had just gotten married. And so, um, then at, 59 she had her first child and I just thought I want to be able to just as you say I want to run after the kids I want to be that grandmother like my grandparents were whenever I was growing up and so um, I set that plan to do that and started my other businesses with health and wellness and and you know I can chase around my two grandkids and I can do things like that and um, I only take one drug, which is for high blood pressure, which I just started last year. So it's <laughs> 65. I think that's pretty good, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Exactly. That's but, the whole point. <laughs> uh, you know, um, no, I don't do obstacle courses. Uh, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I think you have to just stay active. I, I And I took two years when I retired in 2018, I took two years to just goof around, travel, have fun, watch TV or whatever. And I decided that's not me. And yeah. I, I looked to my husband's grandfather who eventually got dementia in his upper eighties, but he worked until he was 85 mm -hmm. and um, was healthy until the dementia hit and it was it was when he stopped working that all things started to go downhill so I think I have that in my mindset I'll just keep going and doing things but I I think the beauty of of having the wellness at a long a later time in life it allows you to appreciate everything so much more you have the wisdom okay. of your past experiences and um you know that you just stop worrying about things so much and sweating the small stuff and, and enjoying the moments of laughter and love and, you know. Oh, absolutely. And I think there's really something beautiful what you said there. It's really interesting too. And me working in the retirement industry for as long as I did is honestly, this new con, this concept of retirement really is a new concept, relatively new, uh, before the sixties, really most people would work until, they almost say they keeled over, but mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> there's a lot what they've discovered. Like they've, there are some really interesting studies done with nursing homes and it's the purpose. And yeah. what they discovered was they gave these two, they gave a few patients in nursing homes. One had to take care of a plant and another did not. And the one that had the purpose of getting up and nurturing this plant and taking care of the plant actually had a better outlook on life was healthier, lived longer, was happier, all of these things just because they had a purpose yeah. and that was just taking care of the plant versus the people that did not have the plant to take care of. So it's that concept of continuing to do something, even in, you know, maybe it's like you said, it's you, you played for a little bit. Now you've done a shift and I would imagine if you probably think about it, your purpose is greater now 
and it lights you up and it gets you up at night it gets you moving and it keeps you healthier yeah for sure all right so how did you um how do you stay healthy with the hectic life that we have i mean planning for for obstacle courses and grandbabies or you know everything that happens in life you know we're not we're not 20 anymore we're not <laughs> young chickens how do you how do you stay healthy with all those things hitting you well there's a lot there's a lot to it i still have i i uh i still have a daughter who's here at home she's her senior year and a son in college now so and throughout you know it's seasonal honestly it's season based so when the kids were younger we uh, i would you know I would get up at five in the morning and do my workout. I always found a place because health has always been just part of just my, I think just something that I've always enjoyed. It's always been my outlet, my stress outlet. Mm. So when I would take them, they played lacrosse. And when we would, then when we shift to the evenings where they would go to their practice, then I would do something while they were at that hour and a half practice. So now that the kids are older and driving themselves and not in the house, I can have a little bit more flexibility with my time yeah. in the morning. But I also, I also traveled a lot too. I used to put 30,000 miles on my car every year visiting my clients. And the best in that respect, you learn also how to, to move your body and work out when you're traveling as well. I would travel with my yoga mat in my car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I would, you know what? I knew where the cleanest bathrooms were on my <laughs> route. And I would go and I would walk the parking lot a little bit, do a couple of just, you know, I just, it's getting the blood flowing in your body. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be like these big hour long workouts, yeah. really just quick 10 minute bursts just to get your heart rate up, run up and down the stairs a couple of times. I always park in the very back of, yeah. uh, of, parking lots. I take stairs whenever I can. I'm like, you have to get creative mm -hmm. and just look at your surroundings and be willing to do, you know, to walk a little bit longer, to take the stairs, to fit it in. You just, and that's, it's, it is just, it takes a little creativity, actually a lot of creativity sometimes, <laughs> Yeah. but if your health is so worth it and keeping that body moving really will help you out a ton later on. And I know I'm very thankful that, you know, in my early, I'm in my early fifties now, uh, that I can do all the things that I can do. And I'm just yeah. going to keep moving forward on this path. And, and I think that constantly shaking up things in your, your routine, if you do the same thing over and over and over, it could get monotonous or boring, but, oh yeah. Um, but if you find different ways to to do things, introduce yourself to new activities, sports, whatever, um, as long as it's not going to break a leg or give you shin splints or something that's going <laughs> to impact your health negatively, I'm doing this to be healthy. And now I, you know, I try to I try to find things that may not put strain on areas that I have to worry about. Now, with you with an obstacle course, I can't imagine that that there aren't chances where you could maybe hurt yourself <laughs> but well I will tell this one thing too and I, if you have a lot of women listening as well really important to keep to build your muscle and keep your muscles going later on as women after 50 
we lose muscle faster than men do. And mm -hmm. one of the biggest, you've talked about, you know, falling or injuries, the biggest thing that puts a nail in our coffin faster and you, and is when we fall and hurt ourselves yeah. and have that, you know, have that issue. So anything you can do, it doesn't, now I do encourage a little bit of curling of the weights. It's very important to you because it's that good resistance training. However, but anything you can do that will help strengthen your body and keep your body mobile and flexible, whether it be Pilates or yoga or something other where you're doing some sort of resistance, that just will also help extend your life significantly mm -hmm. as well too. And know that your body craves muscle. It yeah. loves muscle. It loves you to have it. So do what you can to make it. Yeah. So I just grabbed, um, this is what I have hanging from my standing desk. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so that whenever I, you know, see that I haven't been moving around for a while, I just do stretch myself a little bit there. And then I also added, um, in part of my, my other business, um, I added collagen back into my, um, routine, um, just to, to start again, 65, I'm going to be yeah. 66. You got to think of all these things that go into it. Um, oh, absolutely. Every little bit can make a difference, but that's also too, where you also have to watch your finances from that perspective, because it's going to get expensive as well too. So that's mm -hmm. part of the whole budgeting part of it too. Right. I love how you talk about the fact that you have to stay curious about your health. And you talked about that earlier, how you, you ask questions and don't uh, stop listening to your gut. So talk a little bit more about that. So we talked a little bit about what it meant for my husband from that perspective. We had to maintain and be curious about it. Um, you know, sometimes it's curious too, like if you have an issue, like I was having an issue with my hip. And so I'm like, okay, it's really not that big of a deal, but I went ahead and just had it looked at and found out, okay, I've got, I have an arthritic, arthritic right hip. That's easy to say. So went to PT, did a couple of things. I have a few more things. Now I know because sometimes it's the not knowing what exactly am I dealing with? And because we stay so active, I wanted to make sure I wasn't doing any damage or any further damage to my hip with the running and everything else that we're doing. So that's part of being curious. Part of it is also Oh, being open to hearing other ideas and modalities. I think we get so stuck in mm. this, well, this is how it's been, or this is the science, or this is whatever. We can probably go down all sorts of rabbit holes on that one. But here's the deal. Like you go back and forth, like keto is the only way, or paleo is the only way, or vegan is the only way. Well, maybe not necessarily. I know like my husband thrives on a keto diet. Like he's really like that really, really works very, very well for him. And it worked a little bit for me, but I also noticed I wasn't sleeping very well. So I was like, okay, well, why is that? So I looked up and looked at a few things like, oh, okay. I, as a woman need to add a little more carbs. And as me, just my system, not just as a woman, just for me, generally, I need to add a little more carbs in the evening so I can actually fall asleep and I need to, mm. and, and I play with my time when I have my last meal and I kind of keep an idea of like, okay, so I sleep better. You know, there's lots of also impacts to it, but your health is a constant journey. And mm. I know for some people are like, oh crap, really? <laughs> I have to keep looking at all this stuff. But if mm. you do want to, you know, it's always like little tweaks here, little tweaks there and really starting to recognize 
what, how things are impacting you. And when you can see what impacts you positively, what impacts you negatively, then you start to understand a little bit more about what is good for your health. Like your girlfriend may have really done well on some diet, but it's not the right diet for you because we're Mm -hmm. all different in that respect as well too. So it's not holding so steadfast and holding so tight to your beliefs of certain things is to allow some curiosity in and understanding that time shifts. And plus, uh, as I went through menopause and now in full, now full menopause now, uh, things shifted then as well too. What I used to be able to do, I couldn't do. And then I got curious about hormone replacement therapy. So I was like, okay, well, let's look into this a little bit more. So, and do your homework on it and do your research and you might find something that you maybe discounted completely because I did, I'm actually like, oh, this actually works a little bit better for me. And I feel a little bit better now. So we have to be very careful about being too steadfast to our beliefs and not being willing to be curious and to shift and to let go of some of the things that we used to believe or that we used to know. Like they used to say fat was bad for you. Well, actually fat's really good and really important for you. So it's, 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 it's a, it's a constant learning journey and it's learning yourself, learning your body, learning how you react and being open to trying new things. Yeah. I know with the hormone replacement, whenever I was going through menopause way back when I was in forties, I, it was a bad thing, you know, and the doctors didn't know a lot about it. So Mm -hmm. I never did it. And some of the, um, issues or concerns I have now um, talking to one of the people that I, if you look back at my podcast, you'll see, I have one on menopause. Yeah. Um, and and um, so that doctor said, no, you never go out of menopause. This, oh, the aggravation yeah. of it, the hot flashes and all that might lessen and, and whatnot, that, but you never go out of menopause. And so the hormone um, therapy really is very essential. So, um, I'll be starting that. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I will tell you, I have, I, you know, we're, we're in the early stages for myself. Uh, and it's, it's, I'm sleeping better. So right now I'm not saying that for everybody, but I am saying right now, if I look at myself and what's going on, I'm like, okay, I I'm starting to see some, a lot of positives. So I'm still on that journey, you know, and that's Mm. the whole thing. It's like, none of us really know it all. We're all Mm. just trying to find our way through as best we possibly can. And what a wonderful thing that we have got all the tools and resources that Mm. we have at our disposal now Mm -hmm. than we did, than our parents did when they, when, you know, when they were going through all these things. So I just, you know, I think it's, it's a beautiful thing. It get overwhelming, for sure. <laughs> and like I said, expensive. Uh, there's, but I think that just never, never take yourself off the journey. Yeah. So it's time now for just a one rapid fire. What lesson from the obstacle course races that you've done? What is one lesson that really impacted you most uh, in that competition or that race? Oh my gosh, there's so many. <laughs> just one. <though. laughs> you know, uh, 
I think the thing that really, that got me going and writing the book was it was, it was one was finding my purpose on one of these darn obstacles that was just, I know it sounds really weird. How'd you find your purpose on an obstacle? Yes, I did. Uh, was there was this wall that I could not get over. Could, I mean, just had the hardest time. Finally, my husband dragged me at like one race. I didn't even do it because he had hurt his arm and I just gave up. I was like, I'm just not going to do it. I can't do it myself. And then the next race he had, he had, he was better. And he, so he was able to help me over. And then the third race, he and my son were over on the other because our kids had joined us by that point in time. And I was left with my daughter on one side and I got up to this same spot where I kept getting stuck. And I was like, seriously, like, why am I up here? You know, like all those negative thoughts that you were going through. And then I hear my daughter down below going, you got this mom. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, it wasn't about me anymore yeah. getting over that obstacle. It was about getting her over the obstacle. Like I mm -hmm. knew at that moment, like, okay, wait a minute. She's right behind me. I have got to get over this thing so that she, I can be there at the top to pull her over. But then it was also more than that. It was the fact of, you know, it's okay for our kids to see a struggle. Like what is our purpose as a parent, as a mom? It's, yeah. it's for, it's to be that guide for our kids. And, you know, it's, like I said, it's okay for us to, for them to see a struggle because they need to know that life is not just easy, yeah. that there's going to be struggles. There's going to be hard times. They need to see this though, keep fighting. And there was a lot on there that, and, you know, I've been fortunate. My, my family's, you know, it took me three years to write my book. They were right behind me the whole way. And so mm -hmm. it's, you know, you don't, as a parent, I know we want to protect our kids so much, but part of being a parent is also guiding them and letting them fall on their face, but also showing them how you can get back up and keep trying. That yeah. failure is just a, a pinpoint, just a stop in time. It's not a permanent destination. So true. All right, it's time now for me to share my screen. If you have been enjoying as much as I have talking with Kelly and want to have more time with her or find out what she has on her website. I'm going to share her contact information. So go grab a paper and pencil. If you are just listening again, all this information will be on my website, the find your leadership as well as my YouTube channel, which I hope you're subscribing to. So her website is HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash www dot Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y-M-A-J-D-A-N.com. <laughs> That's K-E-L-L-Y-M-A-J-D-A-N.com. And Facebook, she's at kelly.madgedon.9. LinkedIn is Kelly Madgedon. Instagram is Kelly Madgedon. And I will let Kelly talk to you about what you will find when you go to her website. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much for all of that too. And I should have also, and I, we looked at this earlier and I didn't think about this. You can also follow us on powerthroughwellness.com. So, or actually not power through wellness on Facebook and LinkedIn power through wellness. Uh, and as on Instagram as well too. Um, so what you'll find there is some information regarding the financial, or excuse me, not the financial, the wellness plan that you can join. We're going to be offering a group session. We'll be piloting it out very soon here in December and then keeping continuing that throughout 2024. 
So, and then also it links to my book or to buy as well as there's a little workbook on the site on the book that, cause I do end the each chapter with questions that you can use to maybe ponder a certain obstacle that you're going through in your life. And so there's a little workbook there that you can download if you would like as well too. And if you said, you know, let me know that you heard, uh, heard me on Vicky's podcast, then let me know and I'll send you an autographed signed copy of the book as well too. Just cover some postage for me. That's awesome. All right. And we'll make sure that we throw in the graphic for the book so you can easily find it on Amazon or wherever. Well, Kelly, it has been wonderful chatting with you. I definitely would love to have you back and uh, talk a little bit more after your book is out there to um, see how else we can grow and become more healthy and live long lives. And, uh, and you know, just chat more about uh, maybe uh, that second phase of menopause and see how things are going. <laughs> have another comment on that because I think too... Um, whenever we're in that stage, we tend to start to think, well, I don't want to work out today. I don't want to do anything. You know, our bodies are telling us something different. So, oh, absolutely. Love, Always love having do. you on. Oh, thank you very much. I very much enjoyed it being here as well. And I would love to come back. It'd be fun. Awesome. Okay. Well, everybody, you know what I always say that life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nethling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.